It's the real hip hop. Hip hop. The real hip hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz. You're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talked to legendary lyricist Razkaz. In 1996, Razkaz released his critically acclaimed debut album, Soul on Ice. In 2019, he blesses us with the sequel, Soul on Ice 2. On this show, I talked to Razkaz about whether he receives the proper validation for his work as an MC, why so many people turn a blind eye to white supremacy, and his new album, Soul on Ice 2. It's been 23 years since Soul on Ice dropped. Why is now the right time for Soul on Ice 2? Um, I, I would say, honestly, for, uh, I, the, it's the right time because uh, I don't force anything. People that know me creatively, I literally w- will record a record and hold on to it for five years or ride around and hold on to it for 10 years. Um, like, I, li- I like being the free flow, um, and, and, and um, timing is everything. I was like, you know, I alluded to that on the album. Um, and so I, I was actually working on a different album. And the things that were coming out, um, uh, just uh, subconsciously, I, as I listened to them, I was like, oh, I'm writing a different album. I'm not writing what I was trying to write. I'm writing Soul and Ice 2. So it just spoke to me. And, and, and um, just to expand on that, uh, I, I started the journey. I'm a, you know, I'm a fan first, but I started this, and it became my job and, and uh, you know, my career. And... Uh, I, I was a kid with a dream. I just wanted to have a vinyl or a tape with my face and my voice on it and to give it to my mother. And I wanted people who I was a big fan of to say I was dope, whether that was Gamestar, Tupac, um, you know, Big Pun, you know, Nas. You know, I wanted, I, I, I was a fan first. And uh, and, and, and a, lot of, a lot of people aren't able to do that to celebrate, you know, 25 years is, is quite a long time. It's three points of my life. Basically, and um, you know, like unfortunately, Tupac and Biggie they can't do that, or Big Pun they they passed away. Fight, um, you know, Nipsey can't even celebrate ten years of his journey. He's gone now, and so just being grateful to you know the creator, to you know the God, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm celebrating that that I you know I'm, I'm still here, I'm breathing, um, I'm of somewhat sound mind and body, and I'm thankful and grateful for, for that. Dope. Um, the single FLY, you say, fuck reminiscing living in the past shit because not everything gold is classic. Is that... Oh, no, I said everything old. Every, not everything old. Sorry. Not... Because... Because yeah. not everything old is classic. Is yeah. Is that line in, in reference to people that romanticize the 90s today? Yo, Green. Timing is everything, my G. Timing is what separates, like, regular people from pedophiles. <laughs> Bar. Uh, 
Real niggas back in style again. How I'm making a lot of noise from a solid pen. Adjusted the rifle scope, had to dial it in and fuck a humble loss. I'd rather have a violent win. Viola Davis on the violin. Who getting away with murder? I guess the owl did throw the towel in. They asked me if I'm one of the best. Just think black thought on Funk Master Flex. Mm. Yes, fuck reminiscing, living in the past shit. Cause not everything gold is classic. All I know is get dough. Battle rap, I'm reaching like a tiptoe. Today's current currency is crypto. Hate to blast ya, but I have to. I suggest you get low. Your life's played out like Sprinkle Bay and them fucking for the dick pose. Rocks the coast. Razzy. Cardigans and cashmere. Fuck last year. Out with the old, in with the new. Fuck what you did is about what it do. Okay. I mean, I love that era, but it, it is about growth. And then, you know, and, and, and some things, they're try, you know, people try to act like it was hot. Like, some shit was corny back when it, when it was made. <laughs> I was just like, you know, everybody has their, 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 uh, their reminiscence, you know, it's like this nostalgia stuff. But not everything, you know, think about the country we live in. We live in a country where people... They're talking about making America great again, like the 1950s. How good was that for black people or Mexican people or women, for that matter? So, so, so not everything old was the best time. Okay. Um, in in my opinion, white supremacy is is the root cause of most of the problems in the world. And on the song "White Power," you break it down so perfectly. Um. Do you consider this song to be Nature of the Threat Part 2? Syndrome. So as I knock on your dome, you are not awesome. 
Corruption is the power that racial hatred devours. Cowards rewrote the history that is ours. Conquest is the sweet smell of a poisonous flower. The slave master is the savage in the final hour. Perception is what white power relies on. Racial division, the system to build lies on. There is only one human race that exists. I reclaim the past. I don't, but I knew other people would. I, I didn't. I, I've been asked, I, since I made Nature the Threat, people have asked me, like, what are you going to make with part two? And I'm like, that would be corny. That would be try, trying to redo the past. Um, it, 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 uh, to me, it seems very uh, contrived to try to do something exactly the same again, to me, unless you're, like, diving or doing a gymnastics routine or something. Um, and so for me, I, I, never wanted, I never wanted to make a white power part two. Uh, I just wanted, you know, I, like, I always felt like I always had these different epic records. Uh, the, the second album I did, Interview with the Vampire, um, on records that people may not have heard that, that didn't come out on major labels. I did TV Guide. I've always done these, I always write these weird little epic things. I don't do it on purpose. They just leak out. Um, but I, I, it, the inspiration for White Power was literally just watching... Uh, the History Channel, and that whole intro is literally, um, that intro is, is from what I was watching, and I, I wasn't even sophisticated enough back then to, like, get it online. I literally ordered the DVD and asked my friend to make a beat out of it, and then I wrote it. And that was in, like, 2007. That's how my brain works. Like, I basically wrote White Power in 2007. Wow. And, and yeah. And so much of it <laughs> It's like reared its head in in recent years. Um, well, I mean, well, we just go cyclical, and yeah. so we, we, you know, um, we we haven't gotten anywhere. No matter how big of a circle you go in, you still don't get anywhere. Yeah, which is sad. Um, on, on on that song, you mentioned how white supremacists refuse to look in the mirror. Um, there are also non-white people that refuse to acknowledge white supremacy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why do you think so many people turn a blind eye to that problem? Oh, because if you if you acknowledge the problem, then that means you have to kind of deal with it. And most people are too afraid to deal with it. It's their inner coward. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's very true. I'm, I'm interested to know, did you happen to watch the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30? Okay. Um, I'd be interested to know your opinion on it. Um, it kind of covers his whole life. And mm -hmm. at some point, he went away to Oklahoma to play uh, basketball. And everybody in the town called him nigger. Even the, pe okay. even the people he lived with. But he, mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't care. For, for some reason, he's like, well, black people use it, so what's the big difference? And well, you get it. He, uh, he obviously, I mean, look at Dennis Rodman, and you, you understand that he's a, he's one of those lost people, man. You know, you understand that. We we I, I meet I meet them all the time, whether it's in Hollywood or even in the street. You know, um, some people are lost, and sometimes they're just lost causes. Like Dennis Rodman will, will do whatever it takes to be uh, accepted, whether it's a skirt or multiple piercings. It's not self-expression. It's just. How do I not intimidate the power structure so that they allow me to get the things that I want from it? Mm -hmm. 
I found it to be sad and and traitorous. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know how you how you let stuff like that slide. Well, you know, there's there's things like some people are are ignorance is bliss. Some people are purposely ignorant. And he, his formative ages, he already didn't know certain things from whatever his experience was. And so I almost feel sorry for him. It's, it's the ones that know better that, 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 that I feel like you hold accountable. Yeah. You know? Now, at, at 40 years old, Dennis Robbins should, should check himself and look at the world we live in. But it's just too late for certain people. But at his formative years, you know, um, if he didn't come out of that being called a nigger every day, and say, oh, this is, who, this, this is who these devils are, but I'm going to get what I need to get out of it, but fuck them. Then he was already lost. He was a house nigga. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I, I understand exactly what you're saying. All right. Um, you you tackle Big Pharma on the song o- Opioid Crisis, and it's timely because I'm from Chicago, and uh-huh. the state of Illinois just received a $38 million federal yeah. grant. Yeah. To fight the opioid crisis. Um, clearly, this is only because white people suffer the most from opioids. Can, can you imagine if federal money was spent to fight the crack epidemic in the 80s? Fuck, you know about a bug, nigga. You don't know airplanes, nigga. No submarines. The fuck is our fault? Had Max is eating in Philly. All right, tried to kill me. Dropped my cheese steak and grabbed a Max semi. Scuffling, shot a Republican in the face with it. Only second time I seen an eagle kill a patriot. Had some Brady fumble. Let me slay you double. Catch an L, then another. Let the ladies love you. Rappers lazy, paying baby dudes to vaguely mumble. I'm from a stronger breed, victims of the 80s struggle. Crack cocaine decimated poor neighborhoods. Politicians attack us for the greater good, the war crime. Got more people in prison than living in Wyoming and South Dakota combined. Society blind and willfully ignorant. Ain't no more high ground when you're killing your citizens. Yo, the hood got locked for rock. The birds that pottery got a slap on the wrist from cops. Stop, frisk, stand your ground. Have bitches with me boosting in Beverly Hills when Whitney Houston drowned. Vilified, then Tom Petty died. They ain't like that. From the revolution to sit in the nosebleed. Youngsters try to insinuate you washed up, they call you OG. Nope, I'm just a homie. You in the trap, I'm the best little nigga. Wash your dirty fucking mouth, I was that little nigga. The little peep got depressed, deceased his flesh. So how's it legal to sell a drug with a million side effects? Including death, all the same condition it's supposed to treat. No cures, they sell temporary pain relief. Big pharmaceutical companies supply the birds. Cause all these pills in West Virginia made by Heisenberg. Republicans bring Mexico, visit New Hampshire. Where the Mexicans ask a Lexus them. How do I make hair run out of Texas trim and fitting on? Y'all catching teas when I spit it on. I should be in Forbes for all the illest bars. Time to join the racket, no tennis ball. It ain't the Mexican cartel, ain't the black folk. Cause the 
club wearing white lab coats. Black drug sticks and we get tail for vices. They cry for treatment when it happened to the white kids. Poor drugs, a opioid crisis. Big farm kill more Americans than ISIS. The FDA is El Chapo. They the drug dealers, drug stores in every block, yo. Walmart, Fridays, Walgreens, Dwayne Reed. The whole point of that song is juxtaposition. The, the point of the song is that's the hook. The hook, the hook says, "Black drug addiction, we get jailed for our vices. They cry for treatment when it happens to the white kids. The war on drugs or opioid crisis? Which one is it? <laughs> when it's a war on something, there's an enemy combatant. That's what they made us. When it happens to them, there's oh my God, help us." You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So, no, I, I, of course I can't imagine it because they, the terminology, there's a problem with words. And so they're, they're already creating the framework of what they intend to do depending on who it is. Yep. And it, it's the same people that are fiscally responsible and don't want big government. They've said nothing about $38 million going to fight this thing. That's a lot of money. I mean, well, the other part is they made, you know, the, the, the family, the family that, that, that lost the settlement, they made billions of dollars. That's a, like, they got smacked on that bridge. They, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, uh, the, 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 people, the, the actress that got, you know, she's got to do 14 days in jail. <laughs> wow. You know, for fucking federal shit. Nobody gets 14 days in federal. Like, federal is the worst kind of prison. You don't get 14 days. Right. So, you know, unless you're a white lady. And so let's just call a state a state. People, you know, what I find is that people get upset because I tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't talk around or pussyfoot around it or uh, uh, to make white people feel uncomfortable when it's kind of weird to, uh, uh, to for a system that has raped, beaten, uh, 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 oppressed, destroyed, lied to uh, people that you have to, you have to worry about offending their their comfortability. And that's just weird to me. I don't even understand. Like, nobody would do that anywhere else. We're the only people that tiptoe and walk on eggshells around the rapists. And we can't tell them, like, no, you, you rape. You have a history of rape. You're still raping. You're murdering. I mean, we're the bad guys. And so, um, you know, look, that, that company, that family, they're a family. They're a mafia family. They're a mafia family that sold drugs and got away with it and made billions of dollars. They had to pay three, four hundred million. That ain't shit, bro. It's not nothing. And, and, and meanwhile, they got a trail of dead bodies and purposely was trying to cover it up. So there's a crime committed, then there's a crime of covering it up. And, and, and they pay nothing and nobody's going to jail. Now, dude, I think, I think we're on two different topics here, but that's very interesting. No, the government is sending tax... Oh, yeah, I, tax- I mean, okay, you know, I'm talking about the settlement. So that, 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 that pharmaceutical, Johnson & Johnson had to pay, and then there's another company that, that also, they had to pay the federal government. Nobody gets none of the money. The government stipends off and spent some money on white people, but they, <laughs> that money came from them suing the company. Uh, they made Okay. So they still won. The government won. The white people get a little bit of help, but the government got like one point something billion between the 500 they got from the family, the, the, their different pharmaceutical companies, Johnson & Johnson, and then they only broke off $380 million in Illinois. That's what I'm trying to explain. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. 
Well, um, it's a full fuckery. I'm just explaining the full detail of the fuckery. <laughs> that's, 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 that should be a song, the full fuckery. Um, yeah. Okay, you got to join on an album called Grammy Speech, and you talk about not winning awards for your music. Um, I, I get the feeling you don't really care about winning awards, though. Um, okay, so well, what does validation look like for Razzcast? Thing is, 
what are we, if we're arguing about the shared art form, then let's talk about the art form. And let's arguably have an intelligent discussion about who we can bring certain things to the table. Uh, you know, um, for me, my validation is I put a lot of time, blood, sweat, tears, energy into my craft. Um, I consistently do it no matter what, uh, whatever this industry has, has thrown at me. I, I, I still come out and do 110% on my job, especially lyrically. And uh, it, it'd be nice to be, you know, respected for that. Uh, like, acknowledge. We all want the credit we deserve. Mm-hmm. So I want my credit and also want my equity. So to truly answer your question, I have my bargain. I have my favorite MCs and DJs tell me, Raj, you're one of the greatest behind closed doors. What I like also is my five million, um, I want five million liquid. I, that's the, I put in fucking over 25 years. Most of my peers have have that have much more than that. I, I, all I want is five million liquid, and then you make sure you don't try to override me for some half garbage ass nigga that sold a lot of records, and all of a sudden he gets all the credit like he's one of the greatest. Because this shit is really turning into jazz and rock and roll, where we become a subgenre, and it's a whole bunch of white people getting all the credibility. Mm. Or like cool niggas. It's a whole bunch of, you know, it's, no disrespect, but it's a lot of coonery, and, and, and you got to shuck and jive to, to, to get on the charts. And meanwhile, they get to actually do hip-hop, and we're doing shuck and jiving to get on the charts. So now I'm not going to shuck and jive. Hmm. I'm, I'm reluctant to ask this question, but what's your opinion on a person like Eminem, who is a dope lyricist, but has that, you know, he's the biggest selling rapper of all time. And his audience is predominantly white. And I would argue that most of his audience, they probably don't know who Raskas is. They probably don't know who Farrell Monch is. Um, where, what do you, where do you place a guy like him in this conversation? I, 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 I know Eminem. I knew, I knew Eminem before he met, I knew Eminem before he met Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer of this. Nobody can take from you what God gave you or what your genetics, your family gave you. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, Eminem Bendo, I told Jay-Z's artist, because him opened up for me, and I was like, you see the little white boy over there? He's better than 95% of us. Mm-hmm. Period. Before he ever even opened his mouth, before my homeboy ever heard him. He went back and told Jay-Z, this is a dude named Eminem, white kid, he's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, then you got to start doing world demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, it was, I think, I think they're about, they're like 60% of the population. It's kind of like that. So when you think about what Latinos do, what Asians do, what Indians do, they support their own shit because they, uh, they would rather see, everybody would rather see their home team succeed at the same thing whoever else is succeeding at. That's why we have baseball teams, you know. Chicago, Chicago likes who it likes. <laughs> Where New York likes who it likes. So it gets tribal in that sense. And I'm not talking around shit. I'm trying to give you a very, exactly how I feel about Eminem. Mm-hmm. Eminem was dope from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Eminem happens to be a white kid. There's 60% of this country is white people. Of course they were going to buy shit. Then you're talking about the buying dollar of Europe. They, the promotional dollars of white people that influence the rest of everywhere else. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> they went South America, Africa. You know, they 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 took over fucking Australia. They, I mean, they took over North America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they took over Africa. Come on, let's keep it going hundred. So their influence is strong, and so it was an easy sale. So Eminem sells to an audience that would never even look at us because of his skin color. And to and to Eminem's credit, I always say this. Um, Eminem wrote a song called White America, and he says, if I was black, you would never treat I would never have had this kind of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So he understands his privilege. I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's nothing to knock about Eminem, period. He, he's well aware of his opportunities and, and, and based on his income. And, but, but, but he doesn't rely on that li- lyrically. Now, if, 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 I was an Asian kid. I would be targeted. My demographic in hip hop, I still know I could open other doors because maybe I could speak Japanese. I would want to open those doors. And so, if I look that part and I could speak that language, he speaks kind of that language. It's, you know, the rebellious white kid from the trailer park. That's the punk rock shit. That's rock and roll shit. I'm not mad at him. I, I really am not. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think what 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 it should be is understanding that. Even you can, you can, you, it's the same thing, you, you know, my mother told me and that her mother, her mother told her, you got to work twice as hard to get half as much just because of how this shit is designed. Wow. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't negate him. I, like I said, his skill is his skill. Now, if it's a trash rapper, I don't care if they white or black or, or, or male or female. Like if you whack, you whack. I can't take away his talent. He has a he has a fucking talent that I recognize before anybody even met. So he has his talent, and it is what it is. Now, because white people are inherently like their own kind, I can't. That's not my job. You know what really bothers me? I can't get my own black people to support what I'm doing, and I'm doing. I'm speaking their language. Yes, that that is a fact. <laughs> and I look like them, and they don't support me. They'd rather support everybody else and other people that ain't them that they ain't speaking the language because they'd rather hear nonsense. So I kind of, I feel like instead of, I'm, I'm, instead of being anti one person, be pro something. So I'm not anti the white rapper or anti whatever. I'm pro what I'm talking about. I'm pro my people and pro us, us getting some education and some self-love. And my niggas ain't fucking with me. They want to hear a nigga talk about how many drugs he can do. Let's touch on that. Um... <laughs> Because I had um, a friend years ago. I tried to put my friend onto a Lupe fiasco. And she said, it's it's boring. He reminds me of Talib Kweli. It's boring. <laughs> and I don't see either artist as being boring. But I think that's that's a common perception of a lot of our people. Um, you know what? Our, our people are trained a certain way, and we're trained that smart is smart is not cool, and that's why smart people. Uh, and uh, honestly, like we're taught being stupid is cool, mm-hmm. whereas in other cultures, and that's not even a, that's not an African thing. That's an American black thing. That's a nigger thing. Mm-hmm. And so when people say it's boring or too many big words, it's like you supposed to want to learn. Like we 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 have to break this mold of. Trust me, I he said the same thing. He said how many times he played my music for his homies. He like, you know, after a while they like, man, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. 
because because I mean, unfortunately, because you're less you're less educated, less aware. I'm not speaking your language because I'm not speaking. Me and my bitches and all the guns, nigga, get the money and the crap, nigga, get that money, nigga, and the bitches throw the money at the bitch. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that sounds kind of crazy though. When you think of it, when you put it in, in, in a plot, it's like you rather me tell you how destruction than teach you some love and some education. Of course, we gotta mix it in. It's, it's entertainment. It's entertainment, as Harris once said. Mm-hmm. But I, if I just lead you down destruction, I, how, what, what, what's my point? I mean, and so you know, it's the Willie Lynch syndrome. We got a lot of little Willie Lynches running around here. They want to hear destruction because that's all they ever been taught. Is you ever try to give a kid a, 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 a good meal, a grown-up? You give a motherfucker some salad and a lot of green shit on their plate, they don't freak out. Like, nigga, I want Big Mac, and I want a motherfucking <laughs> two cheese fries, nigga, and I want, nigga, a big-ass soda. Like, and that's why, and then they wonder why everybody all fat as fuck. Because we eat, you are what you eat. We eating bullshit. That's why we, and, and, and mentally we eat bullshit. And then when somebody try to give you something good, you're like, oh, that's boring. That's just green. That's salad. I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. I, it was, um, God, I can't think of who it was. I, it was D.O. Hughley. I think he was on Vlad TV and he said, you know, we are children. We, we, we want what we want when we want it, regardless of how terrible it is. Um, we, we behave like children. I, I, I'm fucking up the quote, but I think it, it mirrors what you're saying. Um, yeah, you know, D.L. Healy is a very intelligent human being, and I feel like the, the comedians, the D.L. Healy's and the Dave Chappelle's, they, they, they do a service that it, they help you laugh at it. My job is kind of like to create good music that you can vibe to it, not necessarily dance to it all the time. Because I would probably take different things on a danceable, you know, music. But I mean, that was the job of of, of Curtis Mayfield and, and 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 you know Al Green. You know, they were giving us stuff. Like yeah. they were giving us food for thought. If they fell below, we're all gonna go. You know, they're, they're like we we just we lost our balance. And 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 I understand what he means by children. If that was a paraphrase, mm-hmm. I, I just mm-hmm. say that we we are we we. We, we are we are very in tune with, with the ignorant part um, of, of ignorance is bliss, and I just want to have fun. I don't want to think about the consequences, except when you have to deal with the consequences. And unfortunately, being black people in America, the consequences stare us in the face. So it's only so long you get partying bullshit. Mm. When your homie gets shot by the police and he wasn't doing nothing. Right. Or you get pulled over, or subtle shit, or just being in the mall and how people treat you. Or you understand what I'm saying? Like, or trying to get that job and people treat you certain ways. You know, for you know, you know, but shit. I can I can only imagine being 14 going to play basketball and they, everybody called me a nigger. I mean, I basically got they did me like that one time as an MC. Um, I tried to catch a, a cab in uh, in uh, Utah. And basically, they didn't call, quite come out and call me a nigga, but basically uh, disrespected me. I, you know, I, basically the police came. You know, cab driver, the taxi driver was just rude, disrespectful. And then I had to get out on the rain and walk all the way like a mile and a half back to my hotel. And I remember just thinking, fuck these people. I didn't go back and say, well, my black people would do it. I just was like, fuck these devils. <laughs> and one thing I won't do is come back here. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. fuck these devils. Right. They're, they're going to always tell you who you are. And if you can bury your head in the sand and hostage out all you want. The people that say Talib Kweli is boring or or Lupe is boring, they they, they just they, they're still in, they're still in their in their ignorant stage. Unless something real happens in their life, they may always remain a coon. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to disrespect them, but that's coonery. That is that's that's ignorance. Is what I call it, ignorance. Well, here's the the irony. This person is not. Uh, coon. This person is an educated, well-read, smart person. But I think I don't. I, I don't know what it is, man. I I just think black people. Well, I hate to f- fucking generalize too. Uh, too many people want what tastes good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they want the sweets and not the vegetables. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, 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 that was the whole balance of it, and that's what I mean by just, it, it, to me, maybe that's the wrong choice of words. I think ignorance is better, that we we know that there's more to it than just get, I got to get money and have fun and party and bullshit, but but we, we'd rather, like, a pig and slop, we'd rather be in, in, in that because it's, it's easier, it's less stress, it's less responsibility, it's less thinking. Um, and unfortunately, that's what got us in this mess in the first place is being the pig and flop. And, it, it, you know, until enough of us, you know, I'm not saying you got to listen to Tyler Kweli all day or Lupe Fiasco all day, but if, if everything you listen to is escapism, then that's what you put in your brain. And, and, and that's not a good place to be. We can't escape unless you got a spaceship or you got to end with, 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 you know, uh, I don't know, if you got, if you got a major amount of money where you get to go somewhere, I don't know what country that is, where you get to just be treated super cool because you're super rich, you got to make your own country, then, then, and not care about anybody else and how, you know, we're all collective, we're, we're people. Um, if you don't care about anybody else, then you can act that way. But I, I feel like we have to be cognizant and caring of each other. And if it happens to one of us, it happens to all of us. And, and I can't escape that. We can't escape it. Right. Our, well, and, and for me, I don't put it on anybody else. It's up to them. If they want to escape it, that's on them. I I can only tell me what I can do. You know what I mean? I can only affect myself first, and, and, and I can't. You know, I don't like to preach at people like, you need to. I, 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 I say, like, I think I should be doing this, and maybe this is something you can get fun out of because I'm, I'm not perfect, and it's shit I need to be doing better. But uh, uh, some people... They're kind of lost causes, or, or or they just choose to, maybe not even lost cause, they just choose to ostrich out. And some people live their whole entire life ostriching out, man. They want it, they bury their head in the sand. Yeah, very true. All right, man, what do you want people to take away from Soul on Ice 2? What I would like people to take away from it was, uh, despite... Uh, you know, it's a journey. Uh, life is a journey. Um, and in spite of your mistakes or or wrongs that were done outside of you, like somebody else did something totally negative for no good reason, that happens too. Um, that if you're alive, you've always got a chance. Um, so uh, I felt like the first album, um, I'm, I'm analyzing my, my journey and 
I'm, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm being, I'm being honest, um, but I'm kind of, I feel like in being realistic, sometimes there was a, a degree of pessimism in it. Um, this time I feel like the whole thing, the point was optimism to say, this is the journey. I'm still fucking up here. I did this wrong. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, um, stew in my own juices about the negative shit, the shit that I didn't do wrong that people did to me. And the last song on the album, the last words I say on the album is, uh, last, first album ended with me and the boots getting smoked. The, um, I got, at the end of, uh, Order of Kato, I say, what, what you don't know can kill you. And then there's a silencer and you hear a body drop. I got killed while I'm in the booth. That's what I, that's where my last album ends. And so I said, I mean, my first album. So I say, and my first album ended with me in the booth getting smoked. This time I want to leave you with hope. Shalom. So, you know, that's, that's what I, I would hope to take away is that if you're grieving, you got a chance, you can change your life. Um, you know, you always, I, don't, I don't live in the past. I don't live in the future. I live in the now. Like, right now is all we ever have. Right fucking now. So, until you ain't got now. When you die, you ain't got now. So, all we got is now. We, I don't know what the fuck happens in five minutes. You don't know. You never know. We don't fucking know. We, we got a general idea, but, you know, we don't know what happens, uh, let alone in a year. I mean, we can plan and try to have, you know, you know, try to prepare, but we just don't know. So, you know, my whole thing is trying to be the best me I can be now. Showing people I love them now. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to trying to affect uh, the best progressive change now. And there's still things right now I need to do to, to you know to be a better human being on this planet. I'm a world citizen, and it's time you know I, I, now I need to do other things that 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 that, that my carbon footprint is, is better. My, my my human footprint, my spiritual footprint, my, my karmic <laughs> footprint is better. So, you know, um, that I want to leave people with that. Like, it ain't never too late. Like, like even if you got fucking, you know, terminal cancer, living live your now, fuck that shit. We all gonna die anyway. Enjoy this motherfucker, man. And, and try not to fuck people over and, and, and try to stand up for, you know, at least what inherently, if you think something's right or wrong, don't be a coward about it. Stand up for it. You, you may, you may, you may be that ripple that 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 cause for change. That's perfect, man. All right, bro. Thank you for joining the RealHipHop.com podcast. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. I, I really thanks for. I, I know we had our <laughs> we was having a scheduling conflict like everything, but <laughs> thank you, man, for taking the time to to, to reach me, bro. Ah, no doubt, man. Good luck with the album. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. 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 Peace